Welcome to the Potter's Word with Prophet Alex Armstrong. It is our fervent prayer that as you listen, your life will be transformed and you will experience the incredible power of God. And now for today's message. Fill us with your grace. May we never live here the same. In Jesus' name, Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. The Bible said, In him, in him, in him you also trusted. In him you also trusted. After you heard the word of truth. After you heard the word of truth. So there is no truth in the world. There is no truth anywhere. The truth is in Christ Jesus. The truth is Jesus Christ. And until you have Jesus, you don't have the truth. Until you embrace the gospel of Jesus, there is no truth in you. Hallelujah. People don't get it when the, the, the Bible says we should not equally yoke with unbelievers. Amen. We should not equally yoke with unbelievers. Now, a lot of people think that when the Bible said we should not equally yoke with unbelievers, it means that, uh, 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 does that mean that we should not relate with unbelievers? Does that mean that, he said, do not marry an unbeliever. Don't yoke with an unbeliever. Because an unbeliever does not have the same truth that you have. An unbeliever does not have the gospel, the Christ that you have. So in dealing with an unbeliever, you should expect the spirit in him and the spirit in you contending. Amen. Are you here with me? That the spirit in that unbeliever and the spirit in you is totally different. And these two spirits, they don't agree. These two spirits, they don't really match up. Are you here with me? These two spirits, they don't, in fact, they have nothing in common. So when the Bible said, do not yoke with unbelievers, God is not restricting you, you know, for not having an unbeliever as a friend. The point is that the spirit in you and the spirit in that unbeliever, they don't coincide. They don't agree. It's the spirit of light and the spirit of darkness, they don't agree. When you own the light right now, darkness will disappear. When you off the light, darkness will take over. But it seems that some of us have been offing the light and allowing darkness to overshadow us. But I pray that you stay in the light. He said, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. So you trusted. You got the truth, the gospel of salvation, in whom also, having believed, how many of us believed it? Yeah, we believe it is the main reason why we are here. Having believed, you were sealed with what? 
the Holy Spirit of promise. You were sealed with the promise. So when you believed the gospel of salvation, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. I believe all of you understand the word sealed. You know, when you go for court document, you see a seal on it. They will seal the document as a sign that the seal is authentic. Right? So he said, our salvation is sealed with the Holy Ghost. So your salvation seal is the Holy Ghost. Verse 14. Who is the guarantee? So now, when they ask you, that what makes you think that you are born again or you have Christ? The guarantor, the one who guaranteed. Example, if you are going to buy something or you are going to, amen, you are going to buy something or you are going to sign for something, they will ask you for guarantees. I remember a man who was going for a bank loan. And then they gave me a paper to sign and said, he's supposed to bring two guarantees. And then since he doesn't have anyone to guarantee for him, he wrote my guarantor, the Holy Ghost. First guarantor. The second, the Holy Ghost. And fortunately for him, the one that he was going to do happens to be a believer. The man laughed and laughed and said, then I myself will be your physical guarantor. But I know the Holy Ghost is your guarantor. Very interesting. He said, our guarantor is the Holy Ghost, who is the guarantee of our inheritance. So the salvation now becomes our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So our seal is the Holy Ghost. Our guarantor is the Holy Ghost. And may the Holy Ghost be so strong over your life. I said, may the Holy Spirit take over your life. Receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Receive the Holy Ghost in the mighty name of Jesus. In between Malachi and the appearing of John the Baptist was 400 years. And there came Jesus who was 30 years. At that time in Luke chapter 3 verse 23. Jesus was somewhere around 30 years. Now Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years. Being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, the son of Heli. And now this man, the Bible said in Matthew chapter 3 verse 17, and suddenly a voice, he went to where John the Baptist was having his baptism. And then when he got there, John the Baptist saw him in the spirit and said, the man that I've been preaching about, the God that I've been preaching about, the God is here. And then everybody turned and they were looking at him. And then he said, I am not worthy to unlace your sandal. Listen to me, listen. Please. He said, I am not worthy to baptize you. But Jesus, in responding to what John the Baptist said, he said, baptize me, go ahead and baptize me. He said, no, I don't deserve to baptize you. I don't deserve to immerse you in the water. He said, baptize me so that what? So that all righteousness may be what? Fulfilled. Sometimes... We have to sacrifice our ego for all righteousness to be what? Established in Christ. Sometimes for the sake of peace in the family. For the sake of peace in the kingdom. Sometimes for the sake of the kingdom, you must sacrifice your ego. Sacrifice your ambition. Some of us, we don't even know why God has called us. Let me tell you, we are not here to be blessed. We are here to fulfill God's work. The Holy Ghost is not here to bless your marriage. And to sing praise the Lord. 
The Holy Ghost is not here to give you a visa to go to Europe. The Holy Ghost is here to use you in fulfilling unfinished work. Unfinished work of Christ. Are you here with me? You, the gospel was preached to you. You believed and the salvation came to you. You were sealed with the Holy Ghost. The reason why your salvation is sealed with the Holy Ghost so that you can go out there and continue the truth. So our purpose in the kingdom of God is to continue the work of God. So the Holy Ghost will fill you. The Holy Ghost will use you. Not because, you know, listen to me, that's not the reason why God wants to use you. It's because he wants to use you physically in order to reach out to the lost souls. Let me give you the form of God quickly so then I'll get back to my message. Amen. Now, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, we are going very fast. I'm giving you nine points, nine parts of human body that represent God in a human form. Are you with me? Now, Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, he said, I watched till thrones were put in place, and the ancient of days was seated. His garment was white as what? Snow. And the hair of his head, so God has a head. Do you see that? Of his head was like a pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame. It hues a burning fire. So God, number one, God has a head. Do you see that? You see the head there? God has a head. First Kings chapter 22, verse 19. He said, Then Micaiah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his what? Throne. I saw him sitting on his throne and all the hosts of heaven standing by his right hand. So God has what? A hand. And on his left. So God has a hand. Ezekiel chapter 1, 25 to 27. A voice came from above. The firmament that was over their what? Head. Whenever they stood, they let down their rings. They were covering God. And above the firmament over their head was the likeness of a throne in appearance like a sapphire stone. On the likeness of the throne was a likeness with the appearance of who? Man. Also from the appearance of his waist. And upward I saw as it were the color of amber with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his waist and downward I saw as it were, the appearance of fire with brightness all around. I saw an angel. The angel was brightening and brightening more than gold. And the Lord said, this is the angel in charge of prosperity. Hey, may God give you that angel. Why? Oh, I said, may the Lord give you that angel. That that angel will follow the work of your hands. And he will prosper the work of your hands. I said, this man, by the time I'm done with this man, if you don't change, then the demon that is chasing you is wearing kambu. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1, he said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. God wears a robe. So the robe that God was wearing actually filled the temple. <laughs> His robe alone filled the temple. That's how powerful our God is. May the Lord open your eyes to see him. You are not here. I said, may the Lord open your eyes to see him. Oh, I said, may God open your eyes to see him. 
I am seeing an angel of the Lord here. I said, may the Lord open your eyes to see him. Look, no, the day God will open your eyes, uh, listen to me. I'm sure that your mind will take. Look, some of us, the day you will see the glory of God, it's a Hubia Because he's so beautiful. In Revelation chapter 5, verse 7, it said, Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. So God has a throne and he operates in his throne. God has a throne. And he said, then he took the book, the volume of the book. Listen to me. Everybody sitting under the sound of my voice, since you were sealed with the Holy Ghost, you have a book to fulfill. Listen. Everybody has a, a book. Jesus, when he came, he said, I came in the volume of the book to fulfill what? To fulfill that which is written of, of who? Of me. So you and I, the day we were sealed with the Holy Ghost, your work began. So some of us, we have a work to fulfill. Oh, are you here before you've gone home? I said, you have an assignment to be fulfilled in the Holy Ghost. The Lord knows that he's bringing you in Potter's Family Chapel because Potter's Family Chapel needs an intercessor. So then he grace you with the spirit of prayer. So you can intercede for the church and the growth of the church. So that when forces rises against the church, you will stand in, in the gap. And you are taking that assignment for granted. So any time, any day you take it for granted, angels write it. Angels write it. You were supposed to be here on time to pray. You didn't come. And then they write. The volume of the book. Jesus was so determined to fulfill the volume of his book. And you and I have a book to fulfill by the help of the Holy Ghost upon our life. So you got to ask yourself, what and what have I been called to do? Taking department for granted, you can work hard. When it comes to the work of God, I am tired. You don't respond to calls. You have taken the work of God for granted. And you are so busy in the work of men. The Holy Ghost is upon you. And he's writing them in the book. Trust me, listen to me. If, if Jesus is not coming down, now we are going. We are going. I haven't slept. I remember begging a man, begging this man that, listen, God brought you here to serve here. Humble yourself. He thought he's older than me. So anytime I try talking to him, and then he will quote the number of years he has served at Bishop Duncan Williams. Just to create that impression in my mind that he has been a Christian for 33 years, 32 years, 23 You see, in the realm of the spirit, the moment you begin to point, I have served for 5 years, 10 years, 7 years, the Holy Ghost now begins to look at you. I remember telling him, sir, they want to kill you. They, I, I am seeing it is coming. Serve. Commit yourself. Humble yourself. I was very bold to tell him that. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble Calm down. So painful. See, human beings will kill you for what you cannot take you to heaven. I said, human beings will kill you for the thing that you are toiling for today. You are so much busy building a house, toiling and toiling and toiling. Listen, if you are not spiritually empowered, they will sift you like sheep. Yeah, Mr. Philip was here. He was telling me that daddy I nearly died if you didn't come. Yeah, one, look, I told him that, listen to me. I saw I was on my bed and I called him. I said, you are going. He said, Daddy, it's as if I'm gone. Yeah, he said, he said, it's as if I'm gone. I laid my hands and I said, by divine authority, I will not bury you. Yeah, 
I will, I will not bury you. And he himself was shocked. The moment I lay hands, within some hours, he called me. That now he could breathe well. Now everything is fine. And then here is the one sitting there. Look, the day he called me that he has started work. I personally was shocked. I told him, he said, that this is not easy. Sometimes God puts you in a certain position. That is why I'm telling Mr. Philip that if you are doing the work of God, don't come and sit here because I'm a prophet. You are sitting under me so that I can sit and break it for you and enjoy your money, enjoy your marriage. That is not my purpose. And that is not your purpose. So am I to be praying for Mr. Philip, protecting him once when he make money and enjoy, buy nice cars, build nice houses? Is that the purpose of the Holy Ghost on his life? No! Holy Ghost will never waste his time on such kind of lifestyle. But Holy Ghost is serving him so he may be used to serve others so that the work of God may go on. The truth is very bitter. I don't know when I'm going to die. So I will prefer speaking the truth. You see, many of us are too preservative of our ambitions and of ourselves. But let me tell you, those things have no business in the book, in the volume of the book. When the volume of the book is open, at least I am preaching about the volume of the book. That which you, that which you did in the kingdom is what will be revealed before God and not the number of times you were busy in the bank, in the busy in electricity and electrical powers. <laughs> that day is coming because, you see, for you to put the church in order for me to have peace of mind to pray and fast, you are messing it up. For me to now come and then worry and worry. So at the time I'm supposed to fast, I am complaining. At the time I'm supposed to pray, I am complaining. You might think you are doing me, but you know, all these things have been written in the volume of your book. Yeah? So Mr. Philip, hear me well. You didn't die not because you are too important to God. It's because he knows that there's an unfinished business. Now, in Numbers chapter 6, verse 24, now you will see the face of God. He said, the Lord bless you. And what? The Lord bless you. And what? So may the Lord bless you and keep you. Oh, I said may the Lord bless you and keep you. Verse 25. Let's go. The Lord make his what? Face shine upon you. So when you begin to go deeper into the kingdom, into the things of God, he allows his face to shine upon you. Wherever you go, you see, you see your face shining. You, you, you will not need much pawns. Pedicure, manicure, papa kill. You will not spend time because his face is shining upon your face. When Moses took the work of God seriously with all his heart. The Bible said by the time, by the time he came down from the mountain, his face was shining so much that people couldn't look. look. It's like, Moses, the moment you meet him, you fall under the power. And then he keeps asking, oh, why are you down? He said, look, something. People were falling under the power. And he himself was wondering what was happening to the people. And then they said, the elders came to Moses. He said, Moses, now we can't come to you. We can't look at your face because your face is shining like the face of God. So at a point in time, now Moses now has to cover his face. So when people come to talk to him, it's like this face mask now. Have to cover, they, they have to cover his face before he can relate with them. Until he himself begged God that reduce the glory on my face. Reduce the glory on my face. His face shine upon you 
and be gracious to you. When you are committed to the kingdom of God, your faith begins to shine. The grace of God begins to follow you wherever you go. God will not shine on your face because you are a banker. What is he coming to do there? God has no business doing in your bank, banking, whatever. You are working to make your money. What has he got to do with him? But if you are his child, you are committed to his assignment. His assignment. Where are the Bezalis? They were so crafted. Bezali was so gifted. And then the Lord, he said, Mose, Mose, go to Bezali. I have given him gift to build what I have instructed you to do. Today, graphic design. We have to beg you before you design something that is going to promote the work of God. Hey, who gave you that skill? Look, some of us that think that the voice is yours. Do you know why he gave you the gift? Because he's a spirit. You have the voice. When God sings right now, you will not hear it. So he wants to sing through you so that humanity may feel his presence. So that, that is why when you look at somebody like Snatch, she humbled herself. She was coming out with an album. And, and listen to me, some of us that are arrogant and pride is killing you. Pastor Chris told her that, ah, but I didn't, I didn't give you the permission to launch your album. He said, go, retrieve all of them back. I am telling you, if you were, if I, I Alex Armstrong, could face one, if I tell you the same thing, we'll be cheer for me so. No, no, we'll be cheer for me so. You will look at me and think that we are equal. Lady did you know that he canceled and immediately the lady apologized, not apologized, retrieved all, a cunning, you know, retrieved everything and went and sit under her pastor for years. And when the time came, Pastor Chris said to you, now is the time. When are we going to get there as, as Daniel? You see, some of us, we quote David, but we don't want to go through what David went through. We want to quote Esther, but the challenges Esther went through, none of us, Christianity today, we don't want to go through it. Today, everybody wants to be like Snatch. I want to sing like Snatch. So that when, they are, you know, when they are singing, they want to twist and turn like Snatch. If you like, twist, turn, boom. You will never be like her. Because some of you, you don't even have a pastor. Yeah, you don't have a pastor. There is no relationship between you and your pastor. You don't have a pastor. You don't want to have a pastor because you are full of yourself. Because some of us, we are full of ourselves. We are full of ourselves. We are full. I was so tired trying to sleep. And then a spiritual father called me and said, Alex, wake up. I want you to pray for me for three hours. And I said, yes, Papa. And do you know what? I stood, I was so tired, prayed. He asked me to pray for three hours for him. I prayed for five hours. I prayed for five, and do you know what? Every one hour he will call. When I pick the call, he will, he will hear my voice, and then he will, oh. look, after the three hours, he said, no, I said, we are going. I said, Papa, whatever is tormenting, whatever is troubling you, I am standing in the gap. Papa, you go and sleep. I prayed for five hours. In the afternoon, 12 p.m., he called back and said, the case is cancelled. Yeah. So, do you think it's funny? Do you think that somebody can just pray with me? Because I walk in obedience. When it comes to my spiritual fathers, I don't, I don't go back and forth with them. I don't, listen to me. Some of you say, look, when I am preaching a message, some of you think that I, I, I preach such a long, just to have your attention. 
when a man of God is in the spirit, you don't calculate his messages as you shut your spirit from receiving. I've come to a level where those things doesn't move me anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? When the power of the Holy Ghost is upon you, God wants to use you, my brother, my sister. God, do you know where God wants to take you? God wants to give you nations. He wants to give you the whole Ghana. He wants to make you a name so that when people look up to you, they will run and give their life to Christ. But pride is preventing all of us from getting there. I can't call any one of you. Can I call, can I call this guy sitting here? Eh? 2 a.m. That pray for me for three hours. No, in one hour. You will be amazed. So we set our life for sacrifices. Look, we give our life for sacrifices. Sacrifice, when you're making a sacrifice, it doesn't consult your feelings. Sacrifice has nothing to do. If you, if you want to... If you want to calculate things with your feelings and what you have been through, pain and whatever, you will never get to that level where God will trust you with great things. In Luke chapter 11 verse 20, at the next thing that God has a finger, Luke chapter 11 verse 20, he said, but if I cast out demons, with what? With the finger of God. It means God has what? A finger. God has a finger. The finger of God. Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. So you see, God wants you to stretch your hands. You see, God wants you to stretch your hand. And miracles, blessing will begin to flow. Why? Because he needs your hand to stretch. He wants to stretch his hand through your hand. He wants to. But what God is stretching you, your hand is in your pocket. Your hand is in your pocket. See, to be a prophet, eh? It, it, it is not comfortable at all. Pursue them. Pursue. The finger of God will be stretched upon you. Ezekiel chapter 1, verse 3. You will see the hand of God. Now you have seen the finger. Now you will see the hand of God. He said, the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel. The priest, the son of, of Baz. In the land of the Chaldeans by the river Sheba, and the hand of the Lord was upon him. Then the hand of the Lord was upon who? Was upon him there. Receive the hand of God. I said, Receive the hand of God. Receive the hand of God. May the hand of God be stretched upon your life. And may the power of God flow upon your spirit. I said, May the hand of the Lord be stretched forth. Even as I, 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 listen to me, one, one time, was it one Friday, we were having service, and then I saw, the Lord said to me, stretch forth your hand on the screen. The moment I stretched my hand, I saw, it was so beautiful. I saw the power of God. It was like electricity, you know, entering into the camera and hitting a lady. I heard of over here, and I said, there is a power, and the lady started screaming in her house. The power of God. So when, when the Lord said, stretch forth your hand, Please, don't argue. Don't, don't, don't calculate. Look, some of us, we like calculating. How can God break? You see, the Lord called us. I said, I will break you. He broke him to nothing. And said, go and take prostitute. Well-known prostitute. He said, me. He said, yeah. And then the prophet started going out with the prostitute. And people looked down on him. People now rejected his prophecies. How can you go? How, how? The thing where they chop you to you, they chop him. <laughs> and you know what the Lord said? He said, I will cause her to get pregnant. 
And I said, you will name the child this name. And I said, go in again. So God will break your pride. Break what you believe. Break what your rules are. Your principle. This is the reason why I have I will never set principles. Because the more you begin to set principles, the more you put God in a boss. When it's come to God, flow with him. Because he knows the best. Because he knows. But listen, the Bible says he takes the foolish things of the world to confine the wise. So when you set rules, allow God to break them. When he wants to use you to break them. He said, how can a pot tell the potter how the potter should, you know, should create it? That is, the, that is it. But now, oh Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay and thou, thou our potter. And we all are the work of thy hand. That should be our call. You want to prosper. You want, to, you want a husband. You, just one. May the hand of God be stretched forth upon your life. Demons will free from you. Forces will free from you. Demons will stay away from you. Because the power of God is going to be so strong upon you. The anointing of God is going to be powerful upon you. Receive the hand of the Lord. Exodus chapter 6 verse 6. You see the arm of the Lord. The arm. The arm of the Lord. Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. So, <laughs> I will bring you out under the burdens of Egyptians. May God bring you out under the burden of Egyptians. Any situation that appears to be an Egyptian, may the hand of God come upon you and may the hand of God deliver you under the burden of Egyptians. He said, I will rescue you from their bondage. And I will redeem you with an outstretched arm. Do you see that? With an outstretched arm and with great what? Judgment. So God has an arm. Are you here with me? He has an arm. He will stretch it on you. And he will defeat your enemies. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 10. You will see that. The, the, the eye of the Lord. He said, for who has despised the day of small things? Please, never despise the day of small things. Never despise small businesses. He said, for who has despised the day of small things? For days, seven rejoices. Rejoice to see the plug line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They, they are the eyes of the Lord. So God has an eye. He watches over us. Whatever that we are doing, whether you are mishandling his work, he's watching you. If you are doing the work of God faithfully from your heart, he's watching you. If you are dying for the kingdom of God, he's watching you. Whether you are being pretending, okay, you can pretend to me, but you cannot pretend to God because he's watching you. You know, you can, you can be hypocrite around me. He's watching you. The eye of God. He said, the eyes of the Lord which scan to and what? Flow throughout the whole earth. So the eye of God keep watching all of us. Now we are going to 1 Samuel chapter 8 verse 21. We are going to look at the ears of God. 1 Samuel chapter 8 verse 21. That, and Samuel heard all the words of the people. And he repeated them in the hearing of the Lord. So God has ear. When we pray, he hears it. 
When we pray, when you are gossiping, he hears it. When you are backbiting, he hears it. When you are, you know, conniving, and he hears it. This is the reason why loyalty is very important. So that you will not say anything that can be used against you in the day of judgment. And then I want you to look at the mouth of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 5. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So God has a mouth. The mouth of God has what? Has spoken. Now let's look at the mind of the Lord. Leviticus chapter 24 verse 12. It said, then they put him, they put him in custody, that the mind of the Lord might be shown to them. That they put him in where? In custody. So that, oh, come on, talk to me. So that, so get ready to be arrested. Because prisoners will hear the mind of God in prison. Many of us don't understand why you are a Christian. Challenges may come. He said, so that the mind of God may be heard. So God has a mind. That is why when he comes, he uses your mind to speak. So he said, when you are being invited, don't think what you will say. But when you get there, I, the Lord, will take over your mind and speak to the people. This is the reason when you were a Christian and you speak nonsense, you have to check your Christianity again. You have to speak because God will take over your mind. That is why when you sit on the studio, when you sit on TV, when you sit on radio, that God take over my mind. You must be humble enough and serviceable in the kingdom for God to use your mind to shake the world. Oh boy. Oh, one time in a program that I was invited, the moment they give me the I said, God, take over my mind. I want to go deeper. That day, people were running away from the room. When, when you go deeper in Christ, he takes over your mind and he speaks. He will use you to speak to kings. He will use you to speak to powerful people. The last one. The heart of the Lord, Ezekiel 28 verse 2. Ezekiel 28 verse 2. You see that? So every human being, or every all the scripture we read about God, the arm of God, the eye of God, the heart of God. Now when you put it all together, it's a human form. Is that God is a man. God, God has a form like a man. But you see, when he appears, you will not see him. So he will always look for you to use. This is the reason the Bible says, ye are the temple of God. The temple, so that he can enter in and speak mysteries. So if we believe and then you have to check it. You see, other than that, God can never take you far. He can't take you far because when you go, listen, if you take you, don't be good anymore. Say, you will disgrace God. Because many of us are disgracing God, forgetting that He wants to use your arm. Forget you want to use your finger. Forget you want to use your eyes. You want to use your head. You want to use your body. This is the reason why laying hands is so important. He said, lay your hand on no man. He said, son of man, say to the prince of time, that say yet the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up. So please, bring your heart down. What is it? Some of us, our heart is up there. You easily get angry. You don't have patience because you're always talking to your mind. You are irritating me. You are getting me angry. You are irritating me. You are getting me angry. I can't do that to my spiritual father. I can't do that with you. You are irritated. You are getting me angry. I'm angry. I am getting you angry. You are getting me angry. You can be angry with your colleague, but you cannot be angry with your pastor. You can be angry with anybody you want to be angry, but never be angry with your spiritual father. I remember my pastor slapping me, and then he thought that in that very evening, I went back to him and apologized and talked. He slapped me. He listened to me. He slapped me. Before people, not alone. 
If he had slapped me alone, I, 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 would, I would have asked him to slap more. But he slapped me before people. Pow! Let's wait, Jimmy and I. Yeah, sorry. In the evening, I went back to him. I said, Papa, I apologize. You might think it's stupid. Why this and why that? Go to military if they don't slap. And that one is okay. Yeah, go to police. They shout on them. They scream on them. And they will salute. Yes, sir! Ah. And that one is okay. But when a spiritual father slapped me, that one, human right must come. After some days, he explained to me why he slapped me. And I understood why he slapped me. This is the reason why God cannot use you. Because before he uses you, he will break you. He will use so many means to break you. He will use so many ways to break you. The Bible says, he that the Lord loves, he chastises. He chastises. Many of us can't be chastised. Oh. Many of us, yeah, many of us, your heart is sealed. Your heart is sealed. Your heart is lifted up. Your heart is lifted up. Yeah, last three days, I saw a young lady. I saw a young lady. And the Lord said, you see this young lady? Wait, she will call you very soon. And the Lord asked me, when was the last time she called you? And it was when I came to myself. I said, Lord, wow, I can't remember the last time she called me. But before she married, she was calling me every day. And I was laying my praying for her, praying for her. On, on my birthday, she didn't even a call, she didn't call. Father's Day, even a message, she didn't. Hey. And the Lord said, she will call me very soon. Then it seems that there's a problem coming. So I started praying for him that, look, that, that problem should not come. So he will, she will call. So some of us, I don't know what, I don't know sometimes what, sometimes we allow I don't know. I don't know where we are going with all this attitude. Look, the Bible said the hand of God is not shortened. He said the hand of God is not what? Shortened to save us. But because of pride. Pride has shortened the hand of God. Has shortened what God wants to use you to, to, to achieve. Say, so I'm a God. He said to himself, and you say, I am a God. Because the heart is lifted up. Everybody is low be you because nobody can advise you. When you are being advised, you get angry. Everyone is below you because of your position. Everyone is below you because of the, the influence you have. He said, I am God. I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas. Yet you are a man and not a God. Then God replied him, though you set your heart as the heart of God, but you are not God. And said, I will bring you down. Why do we lift ourselves for God to bring us down? Why can't you open up? A lot of people think, I love God. I love God. I will do it for God. It's because, like I said, I will repeat it until it gets into your head. The reason why you easily boast your love toward God is because he's not around. If God were to be around, trust me, you, you are one of the greatest hypocrites. Because you, you, trust me, one guy, one young rich man pretended he loved God. And at that time, Jesus was there. And, the, and the Jesus said, eh, if you love God, then go and give out all your properties and come and follow me. The young man looked at him and said, Adri. <laughs> and the, the young rich man walked away. Walked away. He walked away. When God shows up and tests your love, some of us, you don't know. Some of you say, the only way, is sometimes, sometimes God can use certain people to test your love. Is it a love out of jealousy? Is it a love as a, out, out of sincerity of love? 
Is it a passion? Do you care of do you care of this? Do you care of my kingdom? He asked Peter, do you love me? And then Peter said, yes. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Lord, yes. And then Peter realized that, oh. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, he said then keep my sheep. He said, oh, God, that no word. He said, then keep my sheep if you love me. So the only way your love will be tested and known is when you keep something that God has established in your land, the kingdom of God. The kingdom, why destroying that pastor? Why messing things up? Why messing the kingdom? You go to media and then you write. You write, Archbishop this, Duncan Williams that, Minnesota Bell this, that. Don't you know that you are actually touching the heart of God? Some of us go about writing, writing and destroying people on social media. Hey, you are a Christian. The day will show up. You might think you are doing it for God. Because he's not around. That is why you are putting all the blame on him. That is why you are pretending that it is, you are doing it for him. You, you know you are not. So to this morning, we want to do it for him this time around. This time around, we all want to repent. That God help us to repent so that you can use our hand, use our legs, use our hand, use ourselves, use everything in the kingdom. To lift up the glory of the Lord. Lift up your two hands unto heavens. As you lift up your hand. May the power of the Holy Ghost. I want you to tell the Lord that Father use me. Use me. Take over my hand. Take over my hand. Take over my eyes. Use my eyes. Use my head. Use my nose. Use my mouth. Lord, if there is any pride in me, take it away. Take it away. If I have gone far from your work, from your work, Father, bring me back. I need before this altar, Lord, I've gone too far away from your work. Please, Lord, I'm sorry. Bring me back. Let that passion, that led me to win souls every day, let that passion come back, oh Lord. Lord, my heart is lifted up. My heart is up. Do not, Father, do not give up on me, Lord. Help me to draw near to you one more time. To come back to you one more time, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me. Take that on me. Use me. Use me to fulfill the volume of the book. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. And have mercy on me. In the name of Jesus.
Now let the Holy Ghost be so strong. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Let the Spirit of the Lord come upon you. May the Lord fill your body. May your body be the temple of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Ghost use you powerfully wherever you go, wherever you sit. May the Lord use you in his kingdom. When you go back to your office, may God use you. When you go back to your office, may the Lord use your tongue, use your head, use your eyes. <laughs> may God use your mind and speak to you. You will save the world. You will surprise the world. The world will know that God is with you. The world will know that God is you. May the Lord use you. May the Lord use you. May the Lord empower you. Lord, humble us. Let every pride be taken away from us. Let there be pride. Let every pride be taken away. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord use you to heal. May the Lord use you to prophesy. May the Lord use you to, 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 to grow the church. May the Lord use you to establish his kingdom. May the Lord use you to, to make a great impact even in your office. To make impact in the kingdom of God. Most especially the Holy Ghost shall be with you because of his work. Because of the kingdom work. The Holy Ghost will never be with you because of something else. But the Holy Ghost will be with you because of the kingdom work. Because of the kingdom work. Because of the kingdom. As you get committed to the kingdom business, may he, be, may he take over your business and build your business. Yes, when you are busy in his work, he also gets busy of your own. And I declare in the name of Jesus, that may the Lord get busy in your business, whereas you are getting busy to his business. And may you, as partners, may you, as partners, may you, as partners, achieve the world and break the yoke and destroy the works of the devil. As we partner with God, may signs and wonders, may miracles, may the blessings be a daily occurrence. Uh, may prosperity, may good health, be a daily, people shall fall on your right and people shall fall on your side. And only your eye will see the reward of your wicked. And the Lord will preserve you and keep you. Everybody shall fall, but you will keep standing. I bless you. As I stretch forth my hands on you, may God stretch his hand and bless you. And bless your businesses. And bless your life. And bless your going out. And your coming in. May you prosper. May you go far. May you succeed. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. The Lord bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Potter's Word. With Prophet Alex Armstrong. We trust that destinies have been realigned chains and strongholds broken, and lives restored. Do join us again right here 
this same time next week. For further inquiries, please call us on 024-395-6070. Join us this and every Sunday morning for our Dominion services at 7 a.m. and 9.15 a.m. And especially join us for our interdenominational Commander Week service every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Locate Potter's Family Chapel at Dansuman Last Stop, opposite the Karikari Brobe Park. God bless you.